This is your host, Terry Noland, and this is your community. Come on in, grab a seat, and strap in. Here we are back for week two in this two-part series of how to dismantle the I'm just a teacher mantra. Now, if you didn't go back and listen to last week, get back there and listen. Listen to part one because these two episodes go together. And I was very intentional in when I recorded these because the episode today is dropping May 2nd during Teacher Appreciation Week. And I wanted to have this episode drop that this week because I think it's so important to really respect and honor the education profession. Because what you're going to hear in the episode from last week is how there is this false narrative. There is this false understanding and these factors that come into play. We talked about external factors last week that come into play about developing what what we say was those load-bearing stories that create this false understanding. And then it starts to seep into my mindset, my understanding, my mantra, like, yeah, I'm just a teacher. So go back and listen to that. And then we're going to pick up this week with really putting the education profession on the pedestal that is deserved. We're going to build the right story. We're going to create the right narrative. We are going to uh, put the the value and the worth where it belongs because that's you. You are the value and the worth. You, the individual and what you bring to the table, your professional voice matters. Malcolm Gladwell said that it takes about 10,000 hours for someone to have practiced something so much that they can be called an expert. 10,000 hours. Now, why don't you sit down, take a little pen and a notepad, figure up how many hours you have put in to your profession as an educator. Now, if you're your first year educator, you probably don't have 10,000 hours yet. That's okay. You're working your way there. But if you have been in education for any length of time, think about the hours of practice in the classroom, the hours of study outside the classroom, the professional learning hours that you've sat through year upon year. You're more than an expert. Does it take an expert to be a professional athlete? Yes. Does it take an expert to perform uh, surgery? Yes. Does it take an expert to stand in front of students? Yes. The education profession needs to be valued, needs to be honored and held in high regard because you should be honored and respected and held in high regard. You, the person. You know, I say all the time, and and, and I do say it, I do believe it. Our kids are worth it. Our kids need you. We've got educators leaving the profession in droves. An NEA report that uh, came out just recently and, and or in January of this year was a survey and it said that 55% of educators are considering leaving the profession. If 55% of educators leave the profession, who is going to teach our children because our children are worth it? 
And I say that, and, and I mean that our children are worth it. My children are worth it. Your children are worth it. They need somebody. But more relevant and more important and more uh, honoring, you are worth it. You. Our kids are worth it, but you are the one that will stand in front of them. You are the one that's putting in the hours. You are the one that has so much inside of you. You are the one that can tackle mountains. You are the one that can go to battle. You are the one that knows how to go to battle. You know how to, how to put your arm around a kid. You know. Nobody else does. Don't let somebody outside of the education system talk about the ills of education and, you know, it's the fault of the teacher. Don't let them do that because they don't know what it's like to sit in your seat. You do. You, they don't know what it's like to walk down the hall and, you know, you've got hundreds of kids crowding the hallways. You're trying to maintain control. You're trying to educate these minds. You are the one. Okay, that's why when I talk today that we are going to reframe the way that we think about the word just. We learned last week that just has been studied in psychology and it's been wielded as a weapon to build false narrative. It's, it's been wielded as a knife to cut deep. And I want us to hold that word just in a different mindset, in a different frame of mind. And I'm going to give you some ways to do that. Okay. And I want this to be about what I, I ended the episode with last week, talking about Jeff Henderson and, and what he has done in his book for, what are we, what do we want to be known for and what are we known for? In the world of education, what do we want to be known for? We want to know, be known for um, the professionals that we are, to be highly respected, highly honored, that we are, are producing, you know, good outcomes for our students. That, that, that's what we want to be known for. But the world says, what are you known for? And it's not matching up. Let's get it to match up. Let's get those two to match. Let's reframe the narrative. Let's build, tear down the false narrative and build up the right one. And it all starts with us. It all starts with a tribe of people coming together. So I'm going to give you some tips on how to do that. Okay. And go check out Jeff's book because uh, just a little caveat on Jeff. He is the mastermind behind the Chick-fil-A transformation. Now, I'm going to tell you what, Bill, not Bill, um, uh, Truett Cathy, Dan and Truett Cathy, they are the father-son of Chick-fil-A that started the Chick-fil-A, I'm going to call it an empire. And they have such values and beliefs over the whole Chick-fil-A enterprise. And uh, Jeff came in and worked with them around how to position them in the world so that there are what they want to be known for matches up with what they are known for. And, and they come really, really close. And if you watch a Chick-fil-A commercial, they don't sell chicken. They sell an experience. If you go to Chick-fil-A, you don't buy chicken. You go and there's an experience. 
And that, that was the mastermind of Jeff Henderson. And here I am talking about chicken on an education podcast. Now you want Chick-fil-A, right? But here's why is because we're not here, you know, we're not here just selling to our families. You know, we're going to produce great kids. We're here for the experience. And I'm the educator and I'm your tour guide and I'm worth it. So, so that's how we're going to frame the rest of our thinking on this podcast. John Maxwell wrote a book called Thinking for a Change. And he said that every thought, every, everything that, that comes out of us, a creative idea, a brainstorm, everything begins with a thought. So true. My, what am I going to cook for dinner tonight? Begins with a thought in my head. I'm going to walk down to the mailbox to get my mail. That started with a thought in my head. And then I pulled through on the action. What am I going to do for my lesson plan tomorrow in the classroom? It started with a thought and then I got it out on paper and then I wrote it. Everything begins with a thought and our thinking around this narrative of the teaching profession begins with a thought. John says, when you change your thinking, you change your beliefs. When you change your beliefs, you change your actions. Not another person after listening to these two podcasts should ever say, I'm just a teacher. No, because we're changing our thoughts and it changes the words in our mouth. It changes our actions. That's what this is all about. And we're going to do that by reframing the word just. All right. There's several of these. So get your pen and paper and write these down because these are the, this is the mindset. This is the mantra that I want in your head now. The first one, I'm justified. Last week I talked about, you know, that moment when you are getting out of college or that moment when you meet somebody new. Oh, well, what are you going to do? Oh, well, what do you do for a job? Oh, I'm a teacher. Oh, oh, okay, okay. And kind of this condescend, are you are you sure that's what you want to do after getting out of college? You know, that kind of condescending attitude. I'm not saying it always happens, but it does happen. You know, it does. I could probably hear story after story. And here's the way I want you to reframe that. And you say, you know what? I am justified in my choices. I am justified because I can do hard things. I can go to battle for my kids. I can tackle mountains. I'm an encourager. I'm a good colleague. I'm a good employee. I'm good at what I do. No, 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 no. I take that back. I'm great at what I do. I'm justified. I'm an expert. That's one way to reframe the word just. Next, just like that. Okay, I love this one, just like that. Growth doesn't happen in a day, growth happens daily. That's another quote from John Maxwell. And it's all about the fact that, you know what? I, uh, me and my own learning and my students' learning And, uh, you know, here I am working every day. I'm like, every day, every day. And it feels like I'm getting nowhere. And what am I doing? I, what am I doing in this profession? Oh my goodness. Yeah. Hey, I was there. We've had days like that, but don't forget just like that. 
You may not see a student succeed in a day, but you see it day over day. And just like that, they are learners. Consistency compounds. Don't forget it. Consistency compounds. And just like that, they are learners. And just like that, you have improved your practice. And just like that, you have been able to influence an administrator around uh, aligning practices to the science of reading. And just like that, you're able to work with colleagues around how best to use practices that build up phonetic skills with students. And just like that, because you've done it daily, time after time, again and again and again and again, and just like that. So, so use that one. Okay, let's go to the next one. Just in time. You are just in time for your kids. With so much going on, with social emotional learning, with adverse childhood experiences, with trauma happening with so many of our students, with students coming in hungry or, you know, coming from tough, tough situations, maybe, you know, loving, loving homes, but it's a tough situation. You're just in time. You're just in time. You're every kid that is placed in front of you enters your classroom, this, you know, uh, yeah, we're getting to know each other enters your classroom as that student in August and September. And when they leave, they are like your kids, your own kids, your babies. You are just in time for each student. They needed you. I truly believe that there is, there is design. There is you and what you are doing and where you are placed. And in those moments, you are just in time for kids. Don't forget that. Okay. Next one. Just enough. My kids are just enough. No matter how they come to me. This gets into who I am a big, big proponent of belief in kids, believing in kids. When you believe in a child, they believe in themselves. When you believe in a colleague that doesn't yet believe in themselves, if you believe in them long enough, then they can tap into your belief. I'll believe in you until you can believe in yourself. Don't worry, I got you. I got you. You're just enough. You're just enough. You are just enough. Your students are just enough. And you both have value. You both have value. Just enough. Next one. Just beginning. My story as an educator, it's a journey. It, it's not a sprint. It's a marathon. I'm just beginning. I'm going to get better and I'm going to build up stamina and I'm going to grow. And where I was a year ago is not where I am today. I am just beginning. You know what? I got moved to a new class for next year. That's okay. Just beginning. I'm growing. I'm evolving. I'm getting better. I'm practicing just like our... Repeated practice 
for a child that needs to work on their decoding skills. Now, I can't tell you how much repeated practice benefits a child. It's no different than being a teacher. Repeated practice of an instructional strategy, you get better, you get better, you get better. It's just the beginning of what we can envision for myself as an educator and for my students. Next one. I'm just wondering. I love this one. In fact, I've done several. I think I may have even done a podcast about curiosity. I got to go back and look. Um, Just wondering, where's your curiosity? Are you curious about about getting better? Are you curious about what we could do as a teaching team? Are you curious what I can do as as an administrator? Are you curious about what that district down the street is doing to get better results? Are you curious? Let curiosity drive you. Keep wondering. I am just wondering at every turn, at every moment, this child isn't responding to this instructional approach. I'm just wondering what I can do. And let me tell you what, I know you do that. I know you do. Can't tell you how many times I've talked with educators that said, well, I spent all weekend at the library, physically at the library, trying to find books that would interest a child recording their own books, rewriting lesson plans. I'm just wondering, and you know what? What other profession does that? Maybe the medical profession. I got it. What other profession gives up weekends, nights? You do something that other professions don't. You do. I'm just wondering, just for fun. Now, you know what? Let society keep on thinking that we're over here playing, you know, ring around the rosy, throwing around glitter, you know, uh, doing uh, doing uh, popsicle stick structures in high school. Let them keep on thinking that because I'm going to tell you what, it is fun to be an educator. What other profession can, like, I remember when I was teaching and, and of course I'm teaching littles, right? Little ones. I mean, we did puppets. I remember I would get into character, you know, I would dress up, I would put a wig on, put on clothes. I would act things out. I would get in the floor and be silly and got to play with blocks and, you know, put our hands in a sand table and a rice table and a bean table. I mean, come on. That's fun stuff, right? That is fun stuff. And we get to laugh. We get to smile. Who else gets to do that? What other profession gets to do that? I'm not saying there's not other professions that don't have these things, but education is fun. Gets to go on field trips just for fun. Next, just the two of us. Just the two of us. This is another John Maxwell thought. And this one... He doesn't even have a book out about this yet. In fact, he is writing a book about this. And uh, 
just the two of us. And he talks about how success and failure need to be partners. Steve Jobs says that success is really a terrible teacher because we get to the level of success and we think we're invincible and we think, oh my goodness, nobody can touch me. Look at me and what I've been able to accomplish. And then bam, failure hits us and it's the worst teacher. Success was the worst teacher because we weren't ready for the failure. And I don't know why we do this as humans because... uh, I mean, we got, we got to put the two together, just the two of us. Success and failure go hand in hand. They stick together. They sell, you know, celebrate those successes. Absolutely. But boy, you better be ready for that failure to smack you in the face. Get ready because it's coming and it's okay. And what profession doesn't have that? The difference I want for you is to know they go together, is to know they go together. Success and failure go hand in hand. I mean, we see this on a daily basis with our students. We teach them new content. They don't immediately grasp it. Fail. Do we stop? No. Let's do it again. Just the two of us. Keep success and failure together for your students. Keep it together for you. And it just continues to feed into this daily growth mindset. All right, next one. We got two more. I'm going to the next one. This was shared with me with someone that I met. And, uh, you know, to use the cliche term, when I met her, I was actually delivering a presentation and, and, um, you know, a couple of hundred people in the audience. It was in person. And after the presentation was over, I was headed off to the bathroom and she stopped me on my way. And uh, she was like, oh my goodness. Oh my goodness. I, I couldn't believe what you were saying up there. The room perked up. There was energy in the room. I, I, I loved it. I got to talk to you. I said, sure, let's get together. We got together. And the cliche term, it was kismet. It's kismet. We connected. We've, I've got a couple of projects going with her now. And uh, here's something that she said. I love it. And I'm, I, I, I got to talk about it here. Just a lot of grace, just a little growl. Just a lot of grace, just a little growl. And that is as educators, as our profession, we got to give ourselves grace. I tutor students, those of you that have been longtime podcast listeners, you know that. And after I've had three different sessions, seven kids, three different sessions, seven kids, three hours straight, I am exhausted. Now that was just three hours and that was just seven kids. Now, of course, it was at the end of a long work day for me, but still, I'm exhausted. And I think to myself, why didn't I move them further? And these are kids that need explicit instruction and reading. And and I think to myself, why couldn't I have done more? And then I got to remind myself, give myself grace. I'm doing everything I can. When you get home at night and you've got that mound of papers to grade and you decide, you decide to go outside for a walk instead, give yourself grace. Let it wash over you. Let it shower you. 
be graceful in your own abilities. Just a little growl. We all need some growl. We all need to be fierce. Sometimes we need to be fierce for our kids. Sometimes we need to be fierce for us. We need to be fierce in reframing that false narrative. Teacher Appreciation Week, you know what? I am a highly qualified professional that deserves honor and respect. No, I'm not saying people do not, you know, respect uh, you, the teacher, they're bringing you all kinds of stuff, but you know what? Hold this profession in such high regard. Honor it. Treasure it. Sometimes, you know what? Deserves a little growl. And finally, last one. Just imagine. Just imagine. Just imagine a future. First of all, where the education profession is held in high esteem. That educators are paid a very fair salary. That the educator professional voice is heard and respected and honored at every twist and turn, at every professional learning session, everywhere. Just imagine. Just imagine a future where all kids can read because you've been equipped, you've been fully resourced, and you are an expert in that area. Just imagine. Just imagine where students are readers. Just imagine where you see yourself as the leader that you are. Just imagine. All right. I threw a bunch of these at you. I'm going to just run down the list. Make sure you got them all, especially if you're writing them down. I'm justified. Just like that. Just in time. Just enough. Just beginning. Just wondering. Just for fun. Just the two of us. Just a lot of grace and just a little growl. And just imagine. Those are all things to help us reframe that thinking of just. And you know, here's a thought. These, the negative factors, whether they're internal or external, or positive factors, whether they're internal or external, doesn't matter. Do you realize it takes as much energy takes as much of of you for your thought, your emotional, uh, you know, depth, that it takes as much to invest and believe those negative factors as it does the positive factors. So if you want to use that energy to believe the false narrative, that's what's going to uh, diminish you as an individual. It's going to be what diminishes the field. But if you decide to put that energy, effort, thought process into positive factors, into the positivity, that's what is going to dismantle the false narrative that is out there around teachers. So I want to, I want to read something to you. And it is from an Ed Week contributor, Victoria Robinson. And it was titled, I am just a teacher. I am not a national celebrity or a corporate CEO or a political candidate. I am just a teacher. And during the 20 years I taught high school social studies, 
Society sent me countless messages reminding me of that fact. It started as far back as my undergraduate days when many of my peers devalued my decision to pursue a teaching degree. Their favorite one-liner was, of course, those who can do, those who can't teach. I was destined to be just a teacher. The most hurtful of all the public's messages has been the constant implied accusation that somehow my colleagues and I are to blame for just about every academic, social, economic, and political problem in America. Yes, I am just a teacher in a society in which roughly one-third of the children eat their only hot meal of the day at school. I am just a teacher in a country where out of 50 million public school students, 6 million have special needs. Half a million are abused and more than half a million are homeless. I've often wondered how many lives I touched in some way during my 20 years as a high school teacher. My best math skills get me to about 4,050 students. What a privilege it was to be a part of the growing and learning experience for these young people. One of my former principals helped me realize my worth when, after I retired, they took my classroom number off the top of my door, number 38, and mailed me a package. And those two metal numbers were in the package and said, we're retiring your classroom number. Future teachers are going into a profession where they can make or break another. No longer should we say, I'm just a teacher. We should say, I am a teacher. Guys, listen, I hope this has filled you. I hope it's filled your soul while those donuts this week have filled your stomach. I can't tell you how much I love you. Can't tell you how much I honor you. I can't tell you how much I respect you. Let's reframe the way we think about the word just. Make sure you go out and share this with somebody else that needs to hear this message. I'll be back with you next week. All right, we'll see you then. Thank you for going on the journey today. Thank you for being present. Thank you for continuing to grow and learn. If we are going to make an impact on education, create significance in the lives of our students, we need you. If you want to learn more about Learning Ally, visit us at learningally.org and be a part of a transformational community.